Hey everyone, it's Verilyn here from the Absurd Thought Club, welcoming you into our space, into our abyss, into our void. This is the time where you will listen to two beautiful people talk about critically thinking, passions, curiosity, and all that. So before we get into the episode, I just want to introduce our first, first, first guest, Reese, fucking photographer. As the story goes, Reese walked up to me, asked to take my picture, and it turned out fire as fuck. Honestly, I rarely get my photos taken by other people, but she really has that golden touch, so it turned out super amazing. She's gone viral for her film series, Black People, Black Peopling, and throughout this conversation, we'll dive deeper into her thought process, creative process, and her life. I'm super excited for y'all to hear this conversation, so before we get into it, all the work referenced and her information is posted on my Instagram, so go check her out, and let's get into it. Basically, I just want to get straight into the conversation. So who are you and what are you passionate about? Um, I'm Reese. I'm a photographer, um, also a model as well. I'm really passionate about capturing like images, visuals. Um, I went to school for film um, at Howard University. Um, So I'm really interested in just filmmaking and just like kind of starting out. I feel like with my photography, I'm starting out with stills, but like eventually going to go into making like videos because it's kind of like, I feel like it's like my entry point with like cinematography and just capturing images and like getting movement and stuff like that. Um, But eventually I just want to get into visuals just in general and make like longer versions of it. That's right. How how would you describe your style? Because a lot of the time when I see your photos, it's like, this very black, very joyful, you know, beautiful, you're always capturing beautiful moments, like, especially in Love is in the Air, like, that's such a vibrant, like, wow, I feel like I'm there with them, like, what, (laughs) how would you describe your style, and how did that evolve for you? Um, I think I like my style, like, I'm really into portraiture, so I like to get close up to people, I really like to capture moments, but, like, not from too far because I really do like to make people feel like they're in the moment um so like portraiture I like I like events um I love events actually um because also like it's good because I've never been like too much of like a super turned up at events myself like I like to have fun obviously and like have have a good time but like majority of the time at events like when I was in college I would just sit there and like and I would just watch everybody have a good time it would just make me smile so now I get to be a part of like capturing it which is good but um so yeah I like events um portraiture and then also I just really like storytelling so I have conceptual work that it's like on the back burner but like every time I bring it like I try to do like a con I'd be doing like a concept a year it's crazy but like um Every time I bring it like forward, it's very passionate. I'm like very passionate about it and it comes out really good. So I'm gonna do more concepts, but for right now, I just kind of just capture the moment and I really like portrait style photography. I just like being there like with a person. So yeah. So when you're at these events, how do you go about taking pictures? Like, is there a process? Is is there like, you have to spit game and be like, hey, like, can I, (laughs) can I take a picture? Yo, the process, yo, okay, the process is a little, 
the process I, it's probably different for like for like different event photographers like the one with like the big camera and the big flash and stuff like that but like for me um typically I need at least a drink or two first because I am kind of like more of a shy person um so like I take like a drink or two and then I feel like okay let's go and I just go I just ask people like can I get your picture I don't really do too much I kind of just showed them the camera like this is what I'm trying to do real quick and then the only time I don't ask because consent is really important for me um when it comes to photography for the simple fact that like I've gotten my picture taken up out in the street and I didn't like it just because no one asked. They just took it and I'm like, can you delete it? And it's just like, you're out here. It's a free country. I don't like that at all. Like, I don't like that people can just take your image and like walk away and leave forever. So I like to use consent, especially if like people's faces are blatantly in it. So the only time I just snap a picture is if it's dancing and it's movement and I can get it more blurry or stuff, stuff like that. Like that's the only, that's really the only time. If, if it's just dancing movement, like something, you know, something like that. But other than that, I just, I ask because I like to take portraits of people. So I always ask because I want them to pose. I want them to like look at the camera. So yeah. Yeah. Consent yeah. <laughs> is really fucking important. Like I've been in those situations at parties or whatever and niggas come up to you and they're like, oh, and like, and you did, and then you post it on Instagram, and it's like, yeah. bro, what is this? Yeah. yeah, like I really wish you would have asked, like really, um, and just being in that situation of wishing someone asked is like. Ever since then, I think that completely changed my um my view of like street photography and stuff like that. Just like having like white men take a pic. That's that's white men's niche is street photography. Um, so just having them take your picture a picture of like a young black girl like I would be like 19 at the time and they just walk off and they're you know not nice about it or anything or considerate ever since then I've just been like consent is really important so when I do my street photography now like also I just kind of like to show like this is what you can do with consent y'all like you don't have to keep you know <laughs> Being on the slide, I mean, I think that like with my iPhone photography, it's way more like on the slide, like for sure. But I also still try not to get people's faces like that. So, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. now that you brought up iPhone photography, that's like a huge stigma. Like niggas hate iPhone photography for some reason. Like <laughs> I know when I was in like sixth grade, I would think I'm doing something like, yeah, I got my fucking little camera, iPod touch. And I would get yeah. shit on Instagram and it's be like, that's not see, <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> how did you nah. how did you realize that like iPhone photography is a legitimate and like valid art form? When I started like looking at my when I started taking pictures on my phone and I started like posting them on my story and stuff like that, and people were just like loving the photos, I'm like, you're loving something I was just taking on my phone. And that's when I started taking it more serious and just started developing more of an eye for it. Um because it's like film is really expensive. I'm a film photographer. So it's like not every moment I see on the street I wanna use my film for it. Also, like by the time you pull your camera out and open get it started, the moment is gone. So iPhone photography is just like it's a key point. You can just capture any image in that moment. You already have your phone in your hand. So I think it was it became more 
serious for me this summer. Like, still, I wouldn't pull up to a shoot, like, with just my phone. I probably wouldn't take any pictures at a shoot with my phone. But, like, just on a day-to-day basis to get my artistic eye off, absolutely. I mean, I'm using my phone, like, for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. How do you, um, like, edit your iPhone photos versus your film photos? Like, is that a different process? Or if you want to take it through? It's the same. It's the same process. I feel like... Yeah, it's the same process. I actually, like, this is crazy because, like, I actually have, like, little to no resources, like, with what everything that I'm doing. Like, my film camera is $30. Um, I use that really small camera and I use my phone and I use Lightroom on my phone. Um, So I don't even use it on my computer. So, because my computer doesn't have storage right now. (laughs) It has to have storage in a minute because I used to do, like, these like have these big ass projects and put them on my laptop and like they're really near and dear to me and I don't want to delete them so I'm just gonna get a new new computer eventually but like I edit everything on my phone as well but I just use the Lightroom app like I pay for Adobe I have the app um but the process is the same because it's the same app uh some things I don't edit like for my iPhone photography but like most things I do I like to have like the before and afters when it comes to my iPhone pictures yeah so I always love to just show like what I saw in that moment like my eye in that moment and then like post post moment and like changing everything so yeah I use Lightroom period (laughs) you're putting people on (laughs) literally I I've seen like you know those TikTok videos oh my gosh the whatever you know those TikTok (laughs) videos where um it'll be like oh here's how you get this specific like effect and it'll Mm -hmm. be people going through like 35 exposure, 42 this. Yeah. yeah. Like, so complicated. <laughs> Would you say that that's more of a a legitimate process based on people who are kind of editing? Like, what do you, what is your opinion? I guess the question is, what is your opinion on the social media editing process versus actual traditional photography process? I mean, I feel like social media, like, shit with social media is kind of crazy now because you can really edit things that are not like there but it's supposed to be like regular everyday shit so now regular everyday shit doesn't look like regular everyday shit and everyone's striving for something that actually wasn't there in that moment to begin with um so i mean i think like i don't know like what category i fall into with my edits but i know that like me as a photographer and like I said like me not having super like a lot of resources I would love to learn Photoshop but I don't have a store to even download that shit so yeah I just like I, nothing in my images are not there like they were all there it, any I'm just changing the color and the highlights and I don't have any presets because I feel like every image is different mm-hmm. even if it's like a bunch of pictures that were like if I shot on a white wall and it was that angle on every single white wall, I wouldn't even be able to really copy and paste. Like I would still have to finesse and change things a little bit. Every picture is really different. So I don't really have presets or anything. I just go in there and just from scratch every time. But I love editing personally. So like that's lucky for me. Some people hate it. Um, so it's just like, but the honestly at the end of the day, like the picture has to be good to begin with. Like a lot of people think that like, you can just go into editing and make something, you know, it has to be a good image to begin with, I think, in my opinion. Like, it ha- you have to start, you have, the base, the foundation has to be good. 
and then you move into editing and you make it so much more. But I, I typically like that's why I have no problem showing before and afters because like I, I like the picture to begin with. It just it could have been more, so I'm gonna make it more. Yeah. So if you could compare your most recent picture you've edited and like released versus the very first, very 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 first picture that you like felt super proud of. What would you say is like the main difference between those two? Um, everything, <laughs> everything. The eye is very different. The eye is very different. Is this like, is this loud in the background? Okay. Mm -hmm. My eye is very different. Um, I was kind of doing things. I've always, but the thing about it is, I've always been like a capture the moment type of photographer. Um, but I would say like, when I really hit the ground running and started doing photography two summers ago, or maybe three summers ago now, um, I was really proud of that work, but a lot of the work was just dry. I was only editing on my phone at the time. Like I didn't have like an extra app. Okay. So, they weren't vibrant. Um, so I would say that like my style has gotten way more vibrant because of the color I'm able to add and like everything that I'm able to add with Lightroom. But that's the only thing I would really say is like, I would say the eye was still there. Um, but obviously I would probably capture those things differently now with a better technique and, but things that come like as you go, not really things that I can explain, but just things that like I got better with as I kept going and doing them. Um, Cause people tell me I got better all the time and I just, it's not like I've learned anything new. Like I've just been like, continue to do it. But um, I would just say they were dry. Like they, the colors were just dry. The images were dry. Um, but I would just say they're more vibrant cause I've always just strived for my images to make people feel something. So I would just really say like the color, like it's just way more vibrant now, way more, way more lively, real, yeah, in your face, yeah. You were saying um, earlier how with iPhone photography, what helped you and like kind of motivated you was having other people like really affirm that work. Mm -hmm. and with the Black people, Black, peopling series that you know went viral yeah. how would you say that that whole viral moment affected you and did it like help propel you in any type of direction or did it help solidify you know like how did that make you feel to have something some of your work go viral yeah that was like uh pretty cool when that happened um like it had kind of just happened before like like I went viral probably like two weeks before with another concept. I had a concept and I did a whole series and one of the images from my series went viral, but it wasn't for my work. It was like everyone was just like, This girl's so pretty, I love her hair color. Like it was really about my like images. So when I went viral for black people, black peopling and everything that people were saying, um, just about like how they feel like they're in the party with me and I was kind of like moving about. Um that was like a really cool experience um, just to go up like that and people to like, to get that type of feedback. I was just like, okay, maybe I'll have an eye for this. But like, I think that's the same year 
maybe that was the same year that like COVID happened, or maybe that was 2019. But I don't, I don't think that like, I think that like that was a pivotal moment for me because I think from that I knew I could do something else. So then like after that, I shot my homecoming at Howard, and that went just as well as like the other one, not like viral, but like the images came out super good, and I was like, whoa. And I think I was just really surprised by how the images even came out to begin with, because I think that's the first event that I shot ever. Mm. And I was belligerent, like I was super drunk. Mm. And and I was just like, whoa, like, like that's why I love film. Like you could just be belligerent, not even know what you shot, just drop it off next, like you get a few days later and you're like, I shot this, like this is crazy. Same thing at homecoming, like I was super drunk. And I think that like me starting out my like event photography like path, just being drunk and like cross at all events kind of given me has given me a lot of faith in myself, like no matter what. Like no matter what, I feel like I'll be good. Yeah. Um I just don't I don't really get drunk like that anymore because like I really want to ensure that I'm good, but I know that like no matter what, like images will come out good. I think I've been able to trust myself because of it. Because I like the first few times I just like I was super lit and I didn't know they were gonna come out good. So <laughs> I'm just taking pictures, just out there, have my camera, like why not? Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, I think it just like it just made me feel like I could probably do it and I feel like maybe it's inspired a lot of my photography moving forward without me like knowing because I don't really go back and look at it too much. But um, I think that anyone that saw what I did three years ago will say like, okay, she's always had it, you know? It's, yeah. It's, it's similar, similar. It's better a little bit, I think, but it's similar. Have you always been the type of person to bring like your camera everywhere? No, like that's my, my brother is the reason I started pulling my camera out more. Cause he used to be like, you need to bring, he's like, he'd be like, you have your camera today? And I'd be like, no, we would hang out. And he'd be like, he'd like bring it everywhere. Like he was on me, my older brother. Um, so I definitely wasn't, and I still pull up without my camera on a daily basis. And I'm just like, damn, I should have brought my camera today. But I have my phone, I'd be, I be chilling. I honestly would bring my camera out just like four events and then like I started to see what I could do this summer with just like capturing events really well and I was like I need to gatekeep this camera like I cannot I cannot be bringing this camera out for people that don't see me enough to book me to begin with it's just like okay like I just can't I just can't keep giving out my juice like that so now I kind of, I feel like I'm looked at like as this person that's just like, when I, when I pull up to events, literally people are just like, do you have your camera? And it's just like, did you book me for like, did you? <laughs> um, so like, I'm like, am I booked for that tonight? No, like I'm just gonna vibe, you know? But um, yeah, I only bring out my camera to one event now. Like they're called Beautiful Faces. Mm -hmm. Like they're the only, only event that like I'll bring my camera out to because I remember I went to like one of their first ones and I loved my camera that night I just have I was having a great time and ever since then I saw the type of people that they brought into their spaces and I loved it and I wanted to be a part of capturing that and those images um so the first time I shot one of their events was in DC before I knew them and I sent it to them and they loved it and I've just been working with them all summer um but I just love the people that are there. It's a great, it's a great experience and a great time. But then also at the same time, it's just like, 
I need, I want to capture this. Like you're walking my, I want, like I have to bring, I feel like I have to pull up my camera. Like otherwise I'm missing like really good shots. But like everywhere else I'm going, I'm pulling up without it. Like, I'm pulling up without it. Like I'm pulling up without the camera. I just came out to vibe tonight, like for sure. So, so yeah. how do you, how do you feel about your future, like potential of collaborations, especially cause like with beautiful faces, if you're having this type of like engagement with them and relationship with them, do you think that there's potential for you to like continue to do more of that type of direction or do you want to like what how do yeah you i think that like i think that like with artists i think it's so important in the beginning to just kind of like watch who you work with and just like stuff like that can just lead you on a certain path like same thing with modeling you start to model this more they start to pick you for that you can get typecasted and so i think that like I'm glad that I have found a space that's like a safe space for me and I have a good time doing it and I never have any problems. Um, so I'm glad that I found that because I don't want to be out here just capturing everything, to be honest with you. And event, it, events are not my main passion. I think that I love events because it's heavily impacting culture, like on a weekly basis you're a part of culture honestly so that's why i really like shooting events and that's why i really like them because it's like all that these are all young black people that are big in the culture um that are just doing their thing just going for it and it feels good to be around those type of people but i think like moving forward i would honestly just keep working with the people that I see and I believe in like beautiful faces and then continuing to do my path of photography, which is like campaign, um, campaign work. Like that's what I'm pivoting to right now. Like I'm going into campaign. I'm I just shot like the first half of this one campaign idea I had last weekend and we're doing that second half this weekend. So this will be like my debut into campaigns, but I'm pivoting, like I'm pivoting. I'm not, I'm not an event photographer. I'm, only strictly working with people that I truly believe in, but campaigns, like I'm looking, I'm looking somewhere else. I'm looking to impact culture, like differently. The way that we market stuff, I'm just, I'm looking to get into like the way that things are marketed, like truly, like I think that that's, that's a big thing. So, yeah. So what do you, how do you feel about these marketed advertised, like, Talk some shit about that campaign because I'm sure by the time this comes out, I hope that campaign is released. But talk some shit about that campaign. What is it? What is that? Okay. And you know, how did that begin? Okay, so really, like, okay, like it started like this night. I was like living in Atlanta still. Um, this night I was still living in Atlanta. We were just we just got in a car, went to the liquor store, and like this guy from Cali. He was like, I'm about to push y'all onto this liquor. It's called Cutwater. And we got like four different flavors at night. And I was belligerent. Like I had two and a half. And when I got home, I was like blackout drunk. And it's just like, it's so good. Like it's so good. It's a small can and it'll be like 12, 14, 16% in a small can. And like, that's how much you get in a whole bottle of wine. So you're just like lit off these little ass cans. And um, they taste good. Like they just, it's a good vibe. So I took a picture of my homeboy one night when he was holding the cut water. And I was like, and I would just, I be putting everybody onto this drink. Like it's four cans for $12. That's $3 a can, bro. Like, come on. I put everybody onto it. And I'm like, yo, cut water needs to sponsor us. 
So I was like, I'll do a mock campaign for Cutwater. Um, I, pan, I plan on actually sending them. I took like basically the images I took last week. They kind of like are like a mock-up plus I have a storyboard. So I plan on sending it to them and pitching it to them to see like what we can do for this like upcoming like part two of the shoot. But it's a mock campaign just to kind of like debut like that I can really shoot this shit. And I'm just going to keep going. Like, I'm going to keep going. Like, even if this shit don't hit that hard, but it will. Yeah. But like, even if this don't hit that hard, like, I'm going to just keep going and just keep shooting the shit that I see in my head um, before I get the deal for real. But yeah. it's a it's a cut water campaign shoot. And it's just like, it's called One Long Night in New York City. And it's my friend um, from Atlanta. It's just him. Like, he's he just going to be in the city for like a short amount of time. So we just like have been capturing like this ongoing, like amazing night in New York, but like with cut water and just kind of like, I don't know, like it's, it's just really just that. And then um, I'm kind of like just trying to do things that like, I just feel like are different, like shit that I'm not seeing. So making a little short film with it. Um, I got all of the models to do sound bites um, for, their, for the images. So when I drop the campaign, each image that you swipe through is going to have like sound and it's going to be a sound bite from the models that are in an image. So like, I'm just like trying to do shit that I don't see. Um, and just keep going from that. Like just keep, you know, going harder and just I'm trying to execute my ideas and see where it takes me for own time. But that's what it is. I want to do campaigns. I want to impact the marketing culture because the way this shit is marketed, we're usually not in it. If we are really small little bit, or it's not even like positive or like normal people shit. Like black people can only be seen in specific lights. And I just kind of want to change that. So trying to be the change I want to see shit, you know? <laughs> how do you feel about, cause you were talking about earlier how like, you know, white guys, their niche is coming into spaces and kind of like giving this predatory, mm -hmm. consensual. Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel about entering into this marketing, you know, arena with your campaigns, with your ideas, mm -hmm. how do you feel like you're going to be more protected and more just prepared for the entire, like, entire realm? That like, industry? Yeah. Yeah. I think that, I think that, like, my drive and just to know how important it is for me to be a young Black woman capturing young black women, young black men, I think that that is going to really like drive me. And I honestly think it's like what Issa Rae said about looking to the people around you. So, you know, I feel like if whenever I get to that room with the giants, I'm gonna have like the, the, the people I came with in there, um, we're all gonna have each other's back. But like, it's just really like, it's a group effort. It's a friendship effort. It's, it's genuine, like, it's just really genuine. So. I feel like my peers are what's gonna keep me grounded in that space as I continue to elevate. I think we'll all elevate together. Like that's typically, that's like, that's really the goal is just to keep elevating and to work with the people that are around me um, to show the world we can do and then just keep getting bigger. But like, I'm really like, a, I'm a black woman. I'm just really opinionated. I don't like a lot of stuff. Like I just, I, and like, I'm not someone that can just be like, oh, this is super not cool. 
but still work with the person. I think that like it would be very important for me to work with people that would make make me feel protected and the people that I work with feel protected as well. So like, if, for example, I wouldn't work with someone that has, I've heard has assaulted black women. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would never do that. Like, I don't care who you are. <laughs> I just would never do that. So I think just being selective about who I work with and doing my research on everyone will be really important. But I'm going to be selective about my shit. And it's just only going to be things that are good and things that are actually for the community. And if you're trying to fake it or pretend that you're for the community, you would at least have to be giving back for me to work with you. Like you would at least have to be doing something. Like you're not about to just get something off my back, make it seem like, oh, this cultural person, let me grab her. Let's do a campaign and I just benefit. Like you would have to be, you know, have to be an exchange of sorts <laughs> for sure. So. We get our Otherwise, I'm gonna keep bigging up the black people that are, you know, really for the people. But yeah, exactly. Well, let's talk about community. Let's talk about the people that have like been in your circle. You said your brother was someone that like really influenced you and like made you carry your camera and shit. So yeah, yeah. Um, community for me, it starts like it starts in Harlem, it starts at the Schomburg Center. Um, so I was in a program in high school called the Junior Scholars Program and it's in the Schomburg Center in Harlem on 135th. And uh, I just had a lot of adult black people in my life heavily impacting me in a really positive light, teaching me, guiding me, and just being really good, genuine people um, that care about kids, black kids. Um, so through that program, I met at a bunch of kids, obviously, like my age, that were just great and have ca have carried on into being in my life. They're the reason that I went to Howard. Like, there's just so many things. Like, um, the reason I even, like, entered film. Like, it's just, like, that's where my community starts. And then, like, everyone that I that's still in my life kind of just keeps going from there. So, like, my brother, I met him, like, in that program. And we actually really became close, like, family, truly. Um, after losing another person that we met in that program that we were really close to. Um, nobody was really that close with her other than me and him. So ever since then, he just always looked after me and really cared about me. And um, it's just been really genuine. I never had to ask him. He just has shown up. And uh, he's a photographer and he was already into photography and I started doing it and he was telling me he liked it. Like, he's just like, this is fire. And then, um, we started doing a show together. We've thrown two shows um, by ourselves, two galleries in New York by ourselves. We started doing that. I think I was like 19 or 20 first time we did that. And then recently we just were featured in a gallery over this past weekend. But my brother Ohenny, like he's heavily impacted me. And like now I'm working with the guy I was telling you about that was holding the cut waters. I took a picture of him. His name is Tahir and he's like, He's just a genius. He's a visionary. And he's also someone that is very, very genuine. Like, um, it just feels like it just feels like real and right. It doesn't feel like there's any ulterior motives. It just feels like two people that me and him, like it just feels like two people that just like want the best for each other. So do we just be going hard together? Cause we just, you know, we just trying to elevate. So yeah, like. Um, I think I just have met really genuine people. I think that, like, honestly, I say all the time, my friends are the reason that, like, I'm here. Like, they keep me grounded. They're my will to live. So just 
not even people that are like in this with me creatively, but just the support system of love that I have in my life, period, yeah. is number one to me. I know that like support to a lot of people looks like, are your friends buying your products? Are they reposting your your post? But it's like, to me, it's like, the, if you made me laugh really hard last night when I wanted to die, like, that's really, like, really? support. Like, that's number one to me. Like, the people that have keep, kept me smiling, kept me going, kept me feeling loved. I can truly, like, write journals to the universe that I am loved and feel it and mean it because love to me is not transactional. It's truly just, like, how people make me feel so yeah it's just the love of my life truly the all the love all the love i have a few creative friends and we do great things together but majority of my community is just people that love me because i'm gonna do it regardless i'm gonna do it with, with, without anyone so yeah i just need the love part i don't really need like the partners the partnerships i just need the love but yeah literally so with all of the people that like you have in your community and like with all the people that you surround yourself with, like beautiful faces, your brother and, the, you know, your friend um, that you are doing the cup water <laughs> like campaign with, like that's going to be so sick. I'm so excited for that. What do you think about, well, not even what do you think? Like, I want to talk about your concepts now. I want to talk about your creative process and how you develop these ideas from start to finish. Like if there's any tips and shit that you can give to people listening like for sure. anything like that what is your creative process what are you um you know really looking forward to get out of these campaigns and concepts I feel like my creative process um well I think that like my background as a writer I, I kind of just like started in the creative creative world as a writer like I wrote poetry and I'll perform and stuff like that when I was much younger I wrote a book, like a poetry book. I published it when I was 17. So, and then after that, I kind of stopped writing and I kind of pivoted to visuals. But I think that like, because of that, because I could just open my notebook and start writing a full body of work or the same with my notes app, kind of my ideas kind of do the same thing. So it's not like particular inspiration. It's literally like a random ass thought and I can write out a full-blown concept from that and that's the start of it like that's the start the start is um just for example for example because I want to do like something in the future well with Cutwater the start was I had already taken this random in the moment picture of my homeboy with the Cutwater and I'm looking at it and I'm like Cutwater needs to sponsor us and I'm like why am I waiting for that so then I call my friend and I'm like, um, I think that when you get here next time, I want to shoot you with these cut waters. And then he's like, he was, he was just, he said something and I was able to bounce off that idea. Like he literally said one thing and just a whole bunch of ideas sparked. And I just had to like jot it down. And then the title immediately came. And then from there, I'm like, okay, I have to get models. I have to get people involved. And when you do stuff like that, you have to really show them what you're working with so that they're interested. So from there, like with the storyboarding process, I would say like my storyboarding, my storyboarding process was like half Pinterest. It's so funny, bro. It was half Pinterest, but Pinterest just had nothing but like white models for the things I was trying to get. Yeah. So half Pinterest and half pictures I already took. Like I literally had to go in and like grab pictures from like those things I've already done. Mm -hmm. So I think it's just like creating mindlessly and aimlessly will spark 
intentional creativity. Um, so I think that that's what it is because I, I looked at my work that I was just doing just for vibes and, um, I was able to put that into my concept. Like, like I can, you know, and then I had to write a whole, so like I have a storyboard for this particular concept. I wrote, I got all the models down. Actually, I use Milanote. Milanote is amazing. Like, I just got put on. It's amazing. It's, it's top tier. So I had like, I just put models and I was able to have a link to everyone's Instagram so that whenever I sent the storyboard, all the models can click each other and see who they're working with. And then I just had like um, the type of images that I wanted um, with them. And then I had like the sound bites and I just typed up one liners for everyone. And then with the images, I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, I can't find a specific image that I want to show the model of what I want to do for them. So I have to describe it. So just describing like, what can I see this person doing? Stuff like that. It helps like in the early stages before you're working with people you don't know. It just helps to work with people you do know. Like, so like half the models that I'm shooting with, I know them. Like I've met them before. I don't really know them like like that. Like I don't. I only have like two like friends that like I'm like really friends with in it. But I know them, so I was just like I could see them doing this. I assumed them that, and then just adding, just building from there. Letting I let people's ideas like bounce off of other people, tell people what you're doing, obviously that you trust, but like tell people what you're doing and let them continue to expand your idea. Like, I think that like every conversation I've had with my friends has expanded the campaign, like truly, like where the campaign started to where it is now has been the expansion of the people around me, like truly. So yeah, I think that it's, it's that. But yeah, I say create, create aimlessly, then you can create intentionally. And then just talk to people that you trust. Um, just like say it and just see what they say. And they'll say something and you'll be like, whoa. And then you can just expand on that. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't ever let someone else's vision intimidate your vision. Just expand on it and see how you can make it yours. But yeah, just be, I'm just very open to, um, I'm open to other people's ideas. It feels like being in like the studio with friends. <laughs> like that's what it is. That's what it feels like. Just like, okay, yeah, that bar is fire. Like, like let's add that. So yeah, it's cool. It's cool. Um, just being open, just really being open. But I think that like this summer, I really just focus. I was just like, I want to do the photography. I want to focus on that. It's it's impactful for the culture. I think I get great images from it. Um, and people like started looking to, to me for that. So I was just kind of just creating aimlessly with that. And now I'm just like, okay, summer's over. Time to like buckle up and start like, and I, this whole summer has just been a process of like me wanting to get back into photography because I kind of like chilled for a bit. Like I wasn't really doing too much. I was doing like little concepts here and there, but not really too much. And it's just been a, pro a series of processes. Me just asking myself, okay, like, what do you want to do now? Like, what do you want to do with photography? What do you see for yourself? And I realized that I have been thinking about campaigns for the past year. And that's what I want to pivot to. Like, that's what I want to do. So pivoting. Don't box yourself in. Just do whatever. Do whatever. I know I'm probably known as a photographer right now, but they're rarely going to see that, like, for the next six months. 
So I'm about to be known for something else because I'm 23 and you cannot box me in, like, period. So, yeah. Period. How, <laughs> how do you, like, so there's a lot of, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of younger people listening to this. And, like, especially a lot of, like, young photographers. And anyone mm. in the creative realm, honestly, like, there's a huge culture of collaboration, knowing the people that you work with, knowing creative people. But, like, you know, not a lot of people know a lot of creative people or know people that yeah. they can trust their input. How did you realize and trust yourself to bring people around you who are going to give you that good input, you know, like that bar? I think that... I think it's all about being organic and being genuine. I think that like a lot of like the culture right now with creativity is like heavy networking and people are kind of like looking at each other as tools and you can kind of feel it. And when you can, when you feel someone's like about to use you, you don't work with them. So I think it's all about being organic um, and shooting your shot, like truly like one, I'm a shoot my shot like type of person for friendships and everything. Like literally, I have a lot. I have a lot of a lot of the friends I have in New York. I just reach out to them. Like you seem cool. Like let's link up for this or let's shoot whatever. I just meet somebody and I'm just like we should shoot sometime. If we shoot, we shoot, and then like they become like a friend after that. Um, but then like I think it's just about being genuine. Like, I genuinely like with to hear we would just genuinely hang out like nine months ago wouldn't see us doing a campaign together because we nine months ago we were just kicking it like in the crib you know what I'm saying and I think that I just started shooting more and he started to see my work and he he believes in me like I think that's what it is so he just like we should do something together and just I shot my shot a month ago and I was just like when you get here I see this for you because I already have that image, that random image of you with this. I see me shooting you with this and a bunch of other people. So, but I think that it's just like, like he has expanded the ideas on this campaign tremendously. But then also my friend, that was like my roommate over the summer, this, this summer, but I was just talking to her and she was like, you should also do this. And she's expanded it. It's just like organic, just chilling, like just chilling and just peeping the energy and the people keeping the people that you trust, but it's organic at first. At, at first, you're going to be, you're going to be on your own. Like you're going to be by yourself and you can't really let that stop you. You just can't, like you literally just can't just shoot yourself. I would say go out more, <laughs> like absolutely. Like there's people that are just like, oh, like they, I don't have these friends. I don't know these people. like, but it's like, you're in the house. Like you have to go out more. Unfortunately, you have to go out more. Go out, take a shot take some pictures, like just keep doing your shit. And when, when people see today that you take good pictures, of course they're gonna want you to take pictures of them. And then that just that's how you continue to expand. But it has to be genuine, it has to be organic. When people feel like you're trying to use them, they're gonna move accordingly. I've been feeling that all the time. Like thinking I'm about to link with a homie and they're like, wait, you don't have your camera. Why would I have my camera? Like, <laughs> so like, yeah, like you can tell when somebody's just like, they only gonna, they're only gonna see you when you're shooting. Um, they're only gonna see you when you're doing something for them. You can, you can tell that feeling. So just kind of just being like more organic. I just feel like my friends are just, 
happen to be really, really cool people, but I think just genuinely, I just wanted to hang out with them to begin with. And then we've just been able to grow and, and make work together. But I think that's what the 20s is, to be honest. Like, early, teenage years, early 20, like 2021, you're really just vibing, 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 vibing. And then you start to lock in on your passions more and the people around you are as well, because we're all getting older. And you start to realize your biggest network are the niggas you've just been hanging out with for the past four or five years, you know? So just being organic, just being cool, support people, support people, OD, like retweet somebody's shit on Twitter. Somebody sees you always retweeting their shit on Twitter. They're like, okay, you're cool. Like you support me. I appreciate it. Like just support, be a genuine person. Don't be a hater. Don't be weird. Don't compare yourself. Everybody has a different style. I think that's like, that's why my my Instagram bio is literally doing it my way. Cause it's just like, there's, I, I can't compare myself to nobody else. Like if I do, bro, I would never post. I would never, if I wanted to be, if I wanted to, if I compare myself to the photographers that like inspire me, I would never post. I would literally look at all my work like this is garbage. But like, it's amazing because it's mine. Like, this is my shit. It's not compared to anyone else. People are looking at your page. They're looking at your page. They're not, they don't have four pages up and comparing all of these pages. They're just looking at your work. So your work is amazing. Like, you don't have to do the comparison, the, the comparison part. Like, just, just put it out there. Um, that's it. Just... Focus on you, like literally focus on you. And when you see somebody else doing something fire, focus on supporting them. Don't focus on how you can be like them. You got to be you. You're never going to be them. So if you focus more on being yourself and like doing what you got to do and finding your own artistic style, because there's so many artists out here, bro, like comparing yourself will drive you crazy. Everybody's shit looks different. And then also if everyone's, and also if you see a bunch of people looking the same, move the other way, like literally go the other way. Like I have no problem with like my little $30 camera right now because it's literally the reason my shit looks different, like for sure. I know the industry standard camera and I don't have it and my shit looks different, like for sure. And like, even when I do get it, it's gonna look different still because we all have different eyes. It's just about eye. If shit isn't going well, and like also, I feel like a lot of people go into photography for success purposes and not for passion purposes. Like people want to get booked. People look at photography like it's a bag. And it's just like, it could be a bag, but I hate getting a bag off of photography, bro. I have told my parents, I would rather work than lose my passion or my art doing something for somebody else. Like I would literally rather be be not passionate and be drained at a job for someone else already that I was already not passionate than like lose my passion for my shit. Like go into it like it's art. Like seriously, like that's what Sophie is. It's art. Like yeah. I'm not trying to. I'm really like. I'm not really trying to. I don't want a small bag. I don't want 140 an hour. I want a big bag eventually. That's what I'm building for. I'm building for my art to get what artists get paid for. I'm building for what painters, big ass painters get paid for. That's what I'm building for. I'm building for that. Like So for right now, I will literally take money from anywhere else. Like 
and invested into my art. Like, I'm not, that shit drains me. Like, if I was just shooting for people every week, every day, just to get a couple hundred, like, I would be burnt out. I would never make shit for myself, ever. Yeah. I can even feel it when I'm editing it, like just being like, I don't even want to edit this. I don't, I don't feel like it. I'm like, like this is my energy, is it? And it's not what I love. It's not my eye. It's not my vision. So yeah, just. I literally had that same epiphany with music. Like, I was like the biggest musician person, and then realized like this is an art, and like I <laughs> care about art too much to go independently yeah. into something to like try to get some gain out of it that I don't really give a fuck about. Yeah. Like, I want to do yeah. music and I want to learn and I want to yeah. hear what you're passionate about. I want to talk to you and ask you questions because that's what the fuck I'm passionate about. And like, yeah. that conflates this whole kind of dilemma of yeah. love versus passion. So for yeah. you, would you rather have, if you had to choose one for like, in your life, would you rather have your passion or love? I would say my, I would, uh, <laughs> I would say like, I would say, I would say passion because I feel like passion comes down to just like the same thing as discipline or motivation. So that's what passion is for me. Like passion is like discipline. Like this is what I want to do. This is what's driving me. This is what's keeping me going and like love and motivation. These are like these spur of the moment feelings that if you're not feeling it, then you don't do it. So I kind of like passion and would drive me like it's not my love for photography. I don't love spending mad bread on film. I literally I don't love the process of having to leave my house every time I have to like get some pictures back. I don't love having to leave my house to begin with to go shoot something. I get anxious. It's not my love for it. It's like it's really my passion for getting my ideas off and sharing my art with the world, sharing what's in my head with the world. I think it's my passion for sharing myself. Like, it's not really my love for it. Cause they're just, if it's, it could, if it came down to love, bro. Like I can't say how many days, like I, out the week, like I'm really just like super big on me. Like I love myself OD right now. I look my fucking best. Like I want to go, it's not about that. It's about passion. Like the passion for money is what, makes me go to work like that's what's kept me going to work since i was 16. it's not my love for the job it's the passion for getting this check at the end of the week so i'm getting up and i'm going to go get the check same thing with photography it's just like my passion for people seeing what's in my head keeps me going because when people see it they're like whoa and i'm like so true and i'm gonna do it again like it's my passion for it. Like, I would rather that. I would rather have people around me that are super passionate too. Like, even if they're just for a moment, I don't ever regret people, experiences, anything. Like, everything happens for a reason. And I think I just love to be surrounded by, obviously, genuine love, but like, also that shit is fleeting. Yeah. So I like the passion too, the passion around. I want to go, like, if somebody wanted to, like, work with me for the next year and just be like let's go really hard and execute all these ideas and our passion together boom 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 like for a year and then and then they just are like I don't fuck with this anymore and we or we have some beef and that like separates everything it's just like I would still be happy that we had the passion to like execute things boom 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 
But like love will like leave you like depleted. Love can have you depressed. Love can have you burnt out. I think my love for photography is what keeps me from going to get the bag with photography right now. Like I'm scared. Like I'm scared of the love part. I'm scared of losing my love for it. Um, But my passion keeps me investing in something that I'm not seeing a return on right now. So I would choose passion. For sure. For your modeling, let's get into that. Would you (laughs) say that you're more passionate or in love with modeling? Right now, modeling for me, I think it's a passion thing because I think that like, I just wanna be the person that I don't see like in the modeling world. So I think it's a passion thing, but like at the same time, it really couldn't be a love thing because I think modeling comes with like such a love-hate relationship, such a negative connotation to begin with. Everyone knows what models go through. Everyone knows it's toxic. Everyone knows this. Like it definitely can't really come from a place of love. I think that like a lot of models are just like, they said to themselves, I want to model. And they have been going off that passion since then um, because it can't be love. Cause you'll, you'll enter the room, you'll enter that casting with like love in your heart and you'll leave with burning chest. Like literally like it has to be passion. You say you're going to do something and you do it. It just goes back to this discipline um, versus motivation. Cause who wants to get up and hear a no every day, you know, or every other day. It's a passion thing, but for me, I don't, I don't know what I want yet from the modeling world. I know that like, it's just more of, um, I know that like, I see things and I'm like, I see this for me. That's kind of what it is with modeling. Like, I just, I can see myself here. I can see myself doing this. Um, but as far as modeling like goes, I'm just such a behind the scenes kind of person. It's very interesting. It's like, sometimes it's like a little jarring. Um, It's not like super jarring because it's like, I do feel like really beautiful and stuff like that. So it's like, not like, you know, I like to, I like to show up. I like to perform. I think that it's good for like that side of me that just like likes to perform. I haven't really performed in a long time because I don't do like poetry anymore and stuff like that. So I just like to perform. And I feel like when you're on set, you just set the scene. Yeah. And you just embody that character, whatever character they want you to be. So I really like that. Like, I like that out-of-body experience. So you're just, you take a back seat, or like your conscious takes a back seat, and then like the performer and you just like, let's eat it. Let's kill it. Like, I love that alter ego side of it. But I truly am like such a behind the scenes person that like a lot of the times that I'm in those rooms or in those spaces, I'm like, I wish I was doing what you're doing. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm like, I love being here. I love that I'm eating this killing it whatever but like I said it feels more out of body and I feel like if I was maybe the photographer in the room or the casting director I would really be more present but when I model it feels more out of body and but it's not a bad thing I don't mind it it's kind of just like everything for me is just like based off of how I feel truly I mean it's cool it's cool um but I don't think I would let it deplete me or kill me or kill my spirit um so I think that like if it ever got to a toxic point I would just pivot (laughs) but right now it's just like kind of rainbow and sunshines right now so I kind of like it you know it's cute but I do like I like performing I like I like my like alter ego coming out I kind of like pushing myself um 
I kind of like being out of my comfort zone. I love just being in uncomfortable situations. Like, so that's not, that's not the part that like makes me weary. I think the part that makes me weary is like that toxic part and seeing like what homies be going through during New York Fashion Week and their emotions and the emotional roller coaster of Literally. doing that. Literally. I think, yeah, and their exhaustion and stuff. I think that that makes me a little bit more weary, but like on the uncomfortable tip and like the, I love being uncomfortable. I love pushing myself. I love seeing what I could do. So I like modeling because it's just another thing that like I haven't really done before, but I'm like really interested in seeing how far I go with it and seeing what I can do. Um, but I also like, I come first. So I would pick my, I would always choose my piece and I feel like I can still be a model in the world just in general and just model things in general in this lifetime without ever getting to the point of like what I see happening around me. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'd be choosing me. I'd be choosing me, I'll be honest with you, low key. Like, <laughs> For anything, anything creatively, if you have to use your mind and you have to like critically go through a process of any type of like art form you mentioned so many times the word pivot and that is such an important fucking word (laughs) pivoting is what will keep you from going I mean everyone goes insane when you're passionate about something you go fucking crazy and it's just like that's just happening but yeah that word pivot let's talk about pivoting let's talk about change and being uncomfortable and like what is that process like for you how do you how do you know when you have to pivot? That's the first thing. How do you know when you, like, you know when you're sold, you're like, I can't do this anymore. Bro, that's literally my whole life. I literally put myself in the most uncomfortable, draining situations so that I can elevate. I do it subconsciously, but it always happens. And I feel like in my darkest moments, I will pull myself out of it and I will be 10 times stronger. And I have shown that for myself so many times now that I am never scared of change. Like change, it always worked out for me. That's always what I tell myself. Like it's always going to work out. I think that being like scared to do this or just that, or like just waiting for the perfect moment. I hate for perfect moment as people. Like I literally hate that. Like they feel like they need, I mean like, I get being practical and maybe my life would be a little bit easier if I was like more practical, but like, it's just not me. Like I'm not waiting for shit ever. Like you guys want to have 10 racks saved up before you move to the city. But like, like, <laughs> like, literally go broke. Like literally like you can move to a neighboring city with 2K. Like, you know what I'm saying? Literally, like, You can get a homie, like do something. Like, I don't know. Like, Literally, I'm just, I'd be putting my, I'd be in the craziest predicaments, but I'm such like, I'm just positive. Like, I just find, like, I'm just like, if I'm not dead, there is a way. Like, there's a way. And I feel like if I've entered the space, if I've entered a space, that means I'm capable. So whenever I'm in a, a, a hard, difficult time, I feel like it means I'm capable of getting out of it why else would I be here? It's just like, (laughs) I'm like, it's not to kill me. It's not to have me fall on my ass. This is one of those moments where even either I pivot or I be a bum. (laughs) Like, it's just like, what am I going to do? So so 
I love pivoting. Pivoting to me just means like, that's what keeps you from crashing. To be honest, you see the wall and you don't run into it. You pivot, you turn, you find the next route that is clear until you see a wall there and then you pivot again. Like that's, that's what pivoting is for me. So anytime I feel like this isn't really inspiring me, this isn't really like, for instance, you met me in Atlanta. I was in Atlanta when you met me. That was like day two in Atlanta. Yes, bro. Yes. I left Atlanta. Um, and Atlanta was going really well at first. Like, obviously, I was there. I was at African girl taking pictures and shit. Like, she was going good. I was having, I was like having good vibes. And I was like, okay, this happened for a reason. Um, I moved to Atlanta, didn't know anyone. It just was like, I'm gonna do something, don't care. <laughs> I didn't know anyone, I didn't have a job, like, but shit just always works out for me. Um, so I moved to Atlanta, things were going well. Um, I met a lot of people and I truly do believe everything has happens for a reason because I've met so many great people. Like even my friends to hear that I'm working with on this campaign, we really like got cool, got close in Atlanta and so many other people. Like Atlanta was amazing. Like I didn't leave because it wasn't amazing. I left because I felt like I could do more for my career back home where my network is. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, like it was a situation of just being like, I kept, I tried this, that didn't work. I tried this, that didn't work. That tried this, that didn't work. And I'm like, okay, how many times does the universe have to tell you no before you listen? So it was a situation of I was just sitting there and I was just like, this isn't working. What does that mean? What does it mean when something doesn't work? Some time for something else. So I literally like left Atlanta and I was just supposed to be gone for a week to visit my friend. But then I was just like, why am I coming back? <laughs> so I just... I'm like, what am I going back to? What am I going back for? Why am I trying to get a new apartment? Like, no, like, why don't I just start my life somewhere else and try that? So I quit my job on the way to DC to see my friend. I didn't know where I was gonna live. And while I was um, staying at my dad's house, this is literally, I was gone for like a week and I found somewhere to live within that week. I was staying at my dad's house. And my friend was like, I'm subleasing this room. Um, for the summer, and I was like, okay, period, and like, I just was in that room in Jersey for the summer, and she was just going well, like, every time I pivot, every time I make change, the universe makes space for me, and like, literally abundance comes immediately after, and that's always how I know that I made the right decision, like, literally every time, so... I am not scared of change at all. Like you can literally put me in the most uncomfortable situation and I'm gonna make something out of it. So I'm like not, I'm not worried. I'm not worried about going broke, not getting a return on my investment in photography right now. I'm just not worried about shit. It's always like, I am such a delusional ass girl. I do not live in reality. I live in my dreams, period. Like and my dreams have been coming true, like left and right. It probably doesn't look like it's coming true to like, people that have an idea of what dreams are coming to means. But I feel like every day that I wake up with a new idea, that means I'm closer to like my goals. Like that's a dream come true to me to like continue to have an idea and a passion that I want to execute. So my dreams are coming true right now, man. Like I'm living in that dream. I'm living in like the dream of like who I want to be and what I see for myself. I'm just, I'm not, this is Reality is ghetto as fuck. Like reality is, <laughs> reality is ghetto, but like the dream and just living in La La Land is such a beautiful experience. And I love waking up every day in La La Land. Like love it. So yeah. 
So now that you're in La La Land, when would you say you were in the trenches? Like at what age? The trenches started in the pandemic, for sure. The trenches was, the trenches was 21, bro. Like the trenches was 21. Like, um, I wouldn't say it's childhood. I was cooling. <laughs> I was chilling. Like I had dinner every night. I was fine. I was absolutely okay. Um, the trenches really started when I was on my own. And I have my own money and I wasn't in like, I didn't have like a roof that was already prepaid and the food was already prepaid and like none of this, like I didn't have, so the trenches really started like in the pandemic while everyone is just like with their family and just like, we all got kicked off the of campus and everyone's with their family and they're just going to be there until the next year, the next semester. I was in my house for a month and I was like, I cannot do this. <laughs> like, I can't do this. And I had to leave. And I went and stayed with my grandmother for two or three weeks. Then she dropped me off and I stayed at my friend's crib for a month. And then, um, like, I literally moved from Jersey to Maryland to DC. And then um, I got back pay in the pandemic and I was able to move into an apartment in DC. My roommate moved out on me three months in and I was just like, and like my landlord was like, you're, you're going to have to pay full price. And I was like, I will leave right now. And he was just like, he was like, no, 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 we can do this. Like he upped the rent, but like, he didn't like make me have to pay like fully. Oh. So that was the, that was the trenches, bro. Like there is, um, 21 years old was really hard for me because the situation of like, I wish I could have lived like everyone else that I knew just like be with my family be in a safe space but like I just instead couldn't even afford a bottle of water but I had somewhere to stay and like I just remained positive like I just I would just get high and watch tv and like it was just like life is fine like as long as I have this couch that's already paid for like all you got to do is set up the crib once you set up the crib you can be broke forever but you you have a living room like you have a tv like you got a bed like you're chilling so I'm just like mm, like this my net worth is these items that are in this little apartment right now and I have nothing in my pocket currently and I was just eating hella ramen um, I learned how to cook. I could never do, I had to just say no to everything. Like I couldn't do shit. Like, am I like, you want to do like, no, like I can't, but like, um, the homies that were down for me to just come over and smoke with them. Those are the ones that, you know, really kept me down. Cause this is like, if I had friends that like need to go out every night, I would like literally be miserable, but I had friends that I could just go hang out with and, they kept me like going like but nobody really knew like I was struggling like that I would just pull up and have fun and laugh and stuff like that but it was trenches time like I couldn't afford the train to get to work like I was just going I was just down bad but and then like after DC I moved out um I stayed with an aunt for a month and I went and stayed with my family stayed with my brother and then I moved, that was all in like a little two month or like month span. And then I moved to Atlanta by myself. <laughs> and yeah, Atlanta was like trenches part two, but better. Um, 
Street is part two, but better. And then now this whole summer has been no trenches. It's been great. Like <laughs> it's been zero trenches. I think like my idea of what adulting was, was putting me in the trenches. Like me feeling like I need to have this type of apartment. I need to do this, that, and the third. It was putting me in the trenches because like, I didn't have like the lifestyle to maintain that. I dropped out of school. I didn't like, you know, I was just, yeah. So I think that like pivoting and like lowering my standards a little bit has helped a lot. Um, so I just be kind of vibing down. Like life is good. I'm not really like in the trenches anymore. Um, I just, obviously I'm not where I'm going to be, but I, I feel like it's coming so soon that I, it just keeps me like really grounded and really happy. But yeah. I haven't really been in the trenches, I would say since March. <laughs> But 21 to March was straight trench. It was just like, it wasn't even a roller coaster. It would just be like mid tier or like bottom tier. And it was just going like that for like the past two years. But it's been like, it's, things are getting better. And I think it's because I have pivoted and found a will to live and found something to be passionate about. But just vibing and just being like, I'm going to work. Like I need to work. What did working get me? I was in the trenches. Like, what was working? I was waking up every day, 4 a.m., going to work and still couldn't afford water because I have rent to pay. So it was just like, what is working doing for me? Like, clearly, my passion will take me farther. And it has. Like, it really has. It's shown It's shown me that there's more to come. So I wouldn't say I'm interested anymore. But two years of just mid and bottom tier for sure has been my adult, but I'm like, I've remained very positive. Like, this is why, I mean, tell people, I'm like, it's about your mindset, because it's not going to be about your pockets. It's not going to be about nothing else. It's going to be about how you think, truly. So, so yeah. what would you tell you in La La Land now versus mm -hmm. Trenches, 21-year-old Reese? What mm -hmm. would you tell her? Um, I would tell her to probably start this little self-love process a little sooner. Um, she was kind of starting with like part one. She was still very like depressed, very suicidal. Um, she just wasn't like, she didn't really have much of a will to live because what was life? Like the life she was seeing around her was just terrible. Like everything was just bad. Um, but I would just tell her to start focusing on gratitude from faster because I had like a, a lot of like a lack mindset because everything around me just seemed like lack but truly if I had focused on gratitude at that time I would have you know realized I was sitting on a bed crying you know so I would just say to focus on you know gratitude and um I was kind of doing the part one like trying to part one of like the healing journey was really just having confidence in myself, in my skin. Cause I, for a while, like everyone was telling me that they thought I was like pretty and stuff, but I wasn't really seeing it. So like part one was me, like I would just affirm myself in the mirror every day. And I had like a mirror in front of my bed. So I would wake up and look crazy and just be like, you look mad good right now. So I would just kind of like call myself beautiful at every angle. That was like part one. But I think that like pairing that with gratitude would have just made it smoother, quicker. Um, but yeah, gratitude has changed my life. So I would definitely enforce that and just, you know, tell myself 
I would, I would just whisper to myself in the, in the ear every day, like, just look around you, like, look around you, you're in a home, you're in a home, like, seriously, like, you're somewhere, you're somewhere, you're good. Um, I would tell that to everyone, like, even when you feel like you have nothing, look for something, like, because that is your reason that you're still breathing, like, literally look for something, just look for something, because if you weren't meant to be here, if you were meant to just stay in this terrible space your entire life, then I don't really think that you would, like, exist for real. I feel like every day is an opportunity that you can change if you want to. So I feel like looking at what I didn't have kept me there longer. But I've just been looking at what I've got, and I've gotten a lot more since then. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I would tell myself for sure. Mars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, now that we're closing up, mm-hmm. um, I guess the last question is, what is something that you want to question tomorrow? You said what? What's something that you want to question tomorrow? What's something that you want to think critically about tomorrow? Tomorrow, I want to critically think. I think I want to critically think um, (laughs) so much, bro. There's so much. There's so much that's still like a little off about me, like for real. Like, (laughs) I kind of want to like critically think about like why I still do certain things that I do. Um, I I think I want to critically think more about my self-sabotage and my motivation versus discipline um, complex that I have. Like things really do have to be motivating for the most part. And I think that that really bothers me. Um, It bothers me to know that I will get up at any hour, any time to go to work, but I won't meditate for five minutes for myself like that bothers me so I think that like I would want to critically think about why I can't get myself to be a bit more disciplined and it's always like spur of the moment shit like granted I've gotten to a place where those moments of motivation come way more than they used to so I will give myself grace on that. But like, I really do want to get to a place where I prioritize me just as much as I prioritize anything else, like truly. So I think I want to critically think about that, like look within, see what that is about myself and just start handling that a little bit more because I can always get better. I can always improve. But everything else, I just, I want to keep vibing. I want to keep being in La La Land. I don't like bad vibes. I just like to chill, I like to smile, I like to take pictures, but I just want to focus more. I think I want to think more critically about myself and evaluate who I am and get her together a little bit more, you know? Period. (laughs) All right, well, it's been an amazing conversation. Thank you so, 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 so much. Of course, thank you. talking about your your passions talking about your modeling talking about your (laughs) photography talking about your community like your mind is amazing and i'm so so grateful that we met randomly at afropunk (laughs) thank you and i'm so excited to see what la la land does for you within the next fucking few days few months few years whenever i appreciate that 
You're gonna kill it. Yeah, I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see what Lala Dance for me does for me as well. But I'm also excited to see like how this continues to grow and expand for you as well. And I'm like kind of geeked being the first person. Like that's cool. So yeah, I'm excited to see what this is a few years from now. A few years from now, I hope that we can like do it again, like part two. So, part two. Yeah. Part two. That would be cool.